We all want to feel more connected in our relationships, but oftentimes we don't know where to start. If you're here and listening to the podcast, you've already made a huge step in the right direction to strengthening and deepening your relationship. But what you're probably still looking for are the specific tools and exercises needed to create lasting, positive improvements in your relationship. Change doesn't happen on its own. And that's why we created the course, Spark My Relationship. Spark My Relationship will help you create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days. When life gets busy and stressful, your relationship doesn't have to take the backseat. This course has helped thousands of couples reignite that spark while having fun. Spark My Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. This self-paced journey is perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. In this course, you'll learn from 15 different psychologists and therapists the strategies that marriage therapists teach their clients. Some of these strategies include how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve stress management, learning healthy and successful communication tools, creating a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthening your couple microculture and future together. Don't just settle for an average relationship. Make it amazing. For our listeners only, we're offering a special $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount today. There's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's really no reason not to give it a try. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock for $100 off our online course. What's going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in. We hope you're having a wonderful day wherever in the world you are listening from. Yeah, we are currently in Costa Rica right now, avoiding the rains, although it's the beginning of the rainy season. So I think we're going to have a lot of rain coming up pretty soon. Yeah, (laughs) but you can't have appreciation for the sunshine without a little rain. That is so true. You can't have all the green, lush jungle that we have around here. Rain is necessary. (laughs) I feel like there's a metaphor for life and relationships in here. Yes. But I'll spare you that. (laughs) Okay. Some cheesy joke. All right. Well, in today's show, we are interviewing Carolyn Hauser. And Carolyn is a German-trained naturopathic doctor, humanistic psychotherapist, and author of Blossom, Seven Steps to Sexual Healing. Uh, She's made it her mission to help as many couples as possible from feeling frustrated, stuck and disconnected in their intimacy to feeling connected, excited and fulfilled. And she combines her knowledge about emotional healing and spiritual truth to help couples reconnect and create an intimate relationship that fulfills their body, soul and spirit. And today we talk with Carolyn about the two main drivers of sex, one being our biological drive for sex and then the other for bonding and how if we can shift to a bonding 
approach, we might see benefits. It's not necessarily for everyone. And she goes into the details, but the science makes sense. But basically, biologically driven sex, we get dopamine highs and then we get lows from the drop in dopamine. Whereas a bonding approach is more oxytocin based and more sustainable in a lot of ways and really makes sense. And she describes why you would do each, how you would do it. But it if you're really wanting to implement this, which it, it sounds very interesting, probably have to read more mm-hmm. in depth. And she gives us the tools to do it step by step. But this is a great overview and something to think about for approaching your sex life differently. And as always, thank you all so much for tuning in, for sharing the podcast with your friends and family, for checking out our online course, Spark myrelationship.com. For our listeners, uh, you can register to get $100 off the course by going to sparkmyrelationship.com forward slash unlock. And then also checking out all the free resources we have on our website. We have over 300 episodes plus a lot of free guides and worksheets for you guys. And that's at idopodcast.com. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy today's show. Today's episode is brought to you by our online course, Spark My Relationship. Do you guys want to create more passion, improve your communication, and build a stronger, more intimate connection with your partner in less than 90 days? Yes. Sign me up. (laughs) Then you guys need to check out our online course, Spark My Relationship. It is an online course, like I mentioned, that we created with over 15 therapists and psychologists to bring you guys the strategies marriage therapists teach their clients. We talk about it on the show, relationships take work. Sometimes they function pretty easily and you coast along, but we've found the reality is, is you have to do work sometimes and to make them better, to change them so that they're more satisfying for both partners. And you've made it here. You've made it to listening to our show. So you guys probably already know that a little bit. But what you might not know are the specific tools and exercises that you need to create those lasting and positive improvements in your relationship. And like Chase said, change does not happen on its own. It takes hard work. And that's why we created the course. Spark One Relationship is designed to infuse your life and relationship with fresh passion, skills, and wisdom. And it's a self-paced journey that's perfect for turning up the heat, having some fun together, and revolutionizing your intimacy and communication. And just some tools and strategies that the course includes is to how to eliminate unhelpful old habits, develop mindful awareness to help improve your stress management, learn healthy and successful communication tools, create a deeper and more intimate bond, and strengthen your couple microculture, which you will find out what that is. Uh, in the future together. So for our listeners only, we're offering a special of $100 off the course. Visit sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock to unlock your discount. And there is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So there really is no reason to not give it a try. So go to sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock for $100 off. Carolyn, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. 
Today, we're going to talk about sex. I love saying that, that, that at the top because <laughs> it, it gets our listeners' attention. And, and we're going to talk about what our sex lives have to do with preserving our unions. So we talk a lot about sex and communicating around sex on the show. Obviously, it's an important part of relationships or it might not be so obvious sometimes. So can you tell us why... We need to think about this as a way to preserve our relationships. Yes. Um, so I stumbled upon what I'm going to share about uh, out of sheer desperation because in my own story, I had one relationship after another fail. And in the same time, I knew that I was meant to have an amazing relationship. And I also knew that my purpose was to help heal the feminine and masculine um, in myself and on the planet. And I was getting more and more frustrated. And as luck would have it, a friend of mine introduced me to a book called Cupid's Poisoned Arrow. It's not written by me. It's written by a woman named Marnia Robinson. And she spent 16 years researching um, kind of like why our unions or our relations falls, fall apart. And her story was similar to mine where things would start out great and then over like two, three months, four months, they would deteriorate and she'd be single again. And so what she found through her research is that we actually have two programs for lovemaking or for sex. One, that's the one that we all know, um, is biologically driven and leads to procreation. And unfortunately, also to separation and um, dissolution of the bond. And then there's a second one that we don't know of, that nobody talks about, that we're not in, you know, it's not taught in school, that has to do with um, bonding based behaviors that strengthen our unions and makes it so that our marriages or relationships really become bulletproof. So can you talk a little bit about each and how we can frame them in the context of our relationships? Yes. So the, the way that we are used to making love, right, with having an orgasm, biologically speaking, several things happen. The first thing is, biologically speaking, we are programmed to have sex with as many people as possible for the survival of the species. So that's not helpful to somebody who wants to be in a, you know, a pair and in a long-lasting um, relationship. So subconsciously, our genes want us, and, and this is true for men and women, they want us to spread our genes as what genes, not the pants, but the, the, the genes, <laughs> um, as widely as possible. So the way that our body or biology does that is through chemicals. When we do have an orgasm, um, we basically go on a dopamine high. Dopamine is super addictive. It's a, it's a feel good drug. It makes it so that we, that we have like a high, uh, an explosive high, basically. And we all know what it feels like. But unfortunately, afterwards, we drop as, as low as we went high. And most of us don't really feel it because we're so busy in our everyday lives with, you know, having coffee and other stimulants to override it. And we don't put like the way we feel together with having had an orgasm. But when you when um, scientists look at our neurobiology and brain chemistry, they can see that after we have an orgasm, dopamine spikes and then it drops lower than it was before. And it leads to us 
perceiving the world and our partner differently because we literally fall into a low and that low lasts for two weeks. Most people self-medicate and have another orgasm right away or um, do other things. So, so it's, a, it's a biochemical thing that happens. And because we are human beings and our hormones greatly affect us, the, the shift in hormone, the hormonal shift taints the way we feel about ourselves and our partner. And we start honing in on all the things that are wrong with our partner um, because we're basically not feeling good. So that's what happens with the regular way of lovemaking when we have orgasms that lead to this. That's why it leads to disconnection. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes. And can we dive into that just for a second? So Mm -hmm. obviously when we have orgasm, that feels good. And maybe we feel more connected uh, when that Mm -hmm. dopamine's pulsing through us. And then it starts to dissipate. And whether we realize it or not, then that could negatively frame things about our partner in the relationship. But you said often we we self-medicate like to bounce back from that low. And I might be jumping the gun. You might be getting ready to explain, but how do we, uh, is that, that's in our biology. So then we may be having mm-hmm. sex again to not feel that way. What should we do with that information? <laughs> I guess. Cause I, well. it sounds scary. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it feels good. It's all this dopamine, but then it, it's bad. and it can be, I guess, bad for the relationship uh, when, when we hit that low. Yeah. And the thing is dopamine in general is not good for us. It's super stressful for us and our bodies to have dopamine um, highest. So it's really not, what makes us feel balanced and blissful. Dopamine is, is not a hormone that we actually want to. It's, you know, that's what addictions, what, what addictions are made of. We touch on this concept in our episodes frequently. We're better able to show up as our best selves in relationships when our bodies and minds are in a state of harmony. PMS and perimenopause throw a wrench in that whole state of harmony thing. Many women in our community have seen their relationships and their own mental health suffer when PMS and perimenopause symptoms set in. Our sponsor, Happy Mammoth, saw that there was no effective nature-inspired solutions to these issues, so they made one. Estro Control. Relationship Advice listeners can now get 15% off your first order on happymammoth.com with our promo code I do at checkout. Estro Control is a formula developed by Happy Mammoth, a supplement company dedicated to making women's lives easier. Estro Control contains science-backed herbal extracts that help support hormonal health. The way Estro Control eases PMS is pretty interesting. The ingredients help support the liver, and that's where our hormones get processed, especially estrogen. So when estrogen isn't processed well in our liver, women may start having PMS symptoms, like spots on the skin, cravings, and feeling low all of a sudden. Estro Control was created to help women feel like themselves throughout the whole month. Estro Control is made specifically for women who are premenopausal. It's really great for perimenopause when hormones start to fluctuate and PMS can become especially rough. 
PMS has been a constant challenge throughout my life, from feeling down to sleeplessness to just not feeling comfortable in my own skin. PMS has put me through the ringer time and time again, and I know it's not just me. I've seen my relationship suffer in those times when PMS takes over. Estro Control works to relieve many of those consuming PMS symptoms, helping us regain control. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first month at happymammoth.com with the promo code I do at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the promo code I do for 15% off your first order. They all have to do with those dopamine cycles. So ideally, when we know this, we learn about a different way where we don't engage, where the dopamine doesn't get triggered. And in the beginning, that could feel boring and um, shallow because we're used to the extremes of the high and the low. But in my own experience, over time, the stability and the well-being and the lightheartedness and the good feeling feelings that come from not having an orgasm. And most people say, oh my God, are you, are you crazy? You want to take orgasm away? That's the one thing where like that makes us feel connected. That makes us feel good. And when that, when that comes, you know, when that argument comes in the couples that I work with, I try to tell them to just have an open mind that there's something that might be even feeling better than an orgasm. And it's hard to imagine, you know, for people, but over time, the feelings of closeness and um, stability and pleasure increase with doing just making love in a different way that's not including an orgasm. So it's basically making, and there's a lot more to it, but you know, I'm just giving you the like over the, the bullet points uh, overview. It's much more about being present with each other in the moment and allowing that to be pleasurable than being mentally focused on getting somewhere the, the being mentally focused on getting somewhere the anticipation is actually what releases the dopamine and so when we when we start training our brain to starting to be hooked to, to something better oxytocin is the other that's the bonding hormone um in my own experience it didn't take very long for for me to to have that feel much better and then when i did have an orgasm the orgasm literally felt like a blip and i was like what, like, what was that just now? Like, <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's a different kind of a high. It's um, the best way I can describe it is over time, when you practice bonding based lovemaking, you and your partner start floating on cloud seven, uh, not just when you're making love, but all day, every day, um, if you want to for the rest of your life, basically, because hormonally, you're just very differently balanced. Okay, this is starting to make sense. I understand, you know, I'm, I'm hearing sex is bad. <laughs> Don't avoid, or orgasm is bad, at, rather. Avoid those lows. But I think what you're describing, and, and I'm, we want to continue to dive into this, but is is more balance. You've said it a few times. So it's because of our biology, we have these dopamine spikes. It creates a lot of stress and it's good short term, but long term, it's like up and down, like these big mountain peaks, but then these big valleys where, mm -hmm. where if we can, if we can do bonding based lovemaking, it'd be a little bit more stable and equally as pleasurable and more sustainable. And you're still having an orgasm in there. You're just not tied to the idea of that's what you need or, or like even consciously or unconsciously through our biology. You don't have an orgasm anymore. It's a different kind of a high. 
so let's talk about the the bonding based lovemaking and how how a couple can approach that while still how do you frame it like <laughs> want to have an orgasm i'm not saying tied to that but how can they just frame everything so that's just not even on the table i guess i'm yeah. I'm, I'm at a loss really for words of how to <laughs> how to frame sex without without that i guess yeah so usually when people come to me, you know, they either are on the roller coaster or what also happens is because people get so worn out, they don't have sex anymore, right? So there's two scenarios that happen because of this, the roommate situation, friend zone situation, or the couple that's on the roller coaster. When either of them come to me and um, they hear this, what I tell the guys is, is that you're going to have way more sex than you've ever had in your life. So they're like, okay, you're going to have sex every day maybe even twice or three times. Like, how is that? And you're not going to be exhausted from it. You're going to be nurtured and vitalized from it. So that's intriguing, right? That's a selling point mm -hmm. for the guys. Um, the women are usually more sold on the idea. And then I make them read the book because Marnia spent 16 years gathering all the evidence and all the research and, you know, way more than I can tell you right now in like a half an hour. And so I make, before I, before I ask them to make a decision about this, I give everybody the book. I make them read it. And by the end of the book, most people are like, oh my God, this is making so much sense because there's so much science and so much data. <laughs> um, you know, it's hard to debate. And then, so that's step one. And the book is kind of dense because like I said, it's like 16 years of research in science and data. And then um, at the end of the book, there's 21 days of um, practices basically that people can do. And... Um, Marnia doesn't really teach. I mean, she she's not coaching or teaching. She describes what you can do. So then when I help people to transition, um, I really take them through a much longer process where they learn to retrain their brain away from anything that they're addicted to, like being in their body more and um, helping them become aware of what kind of mechanisms they use to stuff their emotions and so forth. Like that's way before um, I asked them to actually start the practice, right? They learn to be really in touch with themselves. They learn to allow their emotions. They learn how to process their emotions so that by the time when they start implementing the bonding-based lovemaking, because it can be frustrating in the beginning, you know, you, you can be sexually frustrated because you're not you're not quite in the in the bonding-based bliss world and you're not getting the orgasm. And so by the time that they learn to transition, they have tools to know what to do with their frustrations and their pent-up energy and so forth. So um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tricky to just read the book and try to implement it without having the emotional support and the somatic support around it and learning um, almost like a new language around energy and your own energy. If that makes sense. Yes. And obviously it seems like a, like an in-depth process and mm -hmm. definitely interested in checking out the book. What would you tell someone listening? That's like, well, our sex life is good. We're both satisfied. Lots of orgasms happening and enough to, to breach the valleys and it just feels okay. Um, why would we change anything? Well, you would only change anything if you feel like you're not completely connected, if you feel like you're fighting a lot, if you feel like you're arguing, if you feel like you're miscommunicating, 
if you feel like your relationship is really not what you had hoped to, you know, if your relationship is only okay, I'm telling you it could be way more than okay. It could be, you know, you could have honeymoon feelings every day for the rest of your life if you practice this. Okay, I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm, 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 me too. That's me. what got me. Because <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And it makes sense uh, scientifically, like just explaining dopamine and oxytocin. But without reading the book, can you maybe explain what it looks like to start to put this into practice? Yeah. So ideally, you know, once you have learned a few tools around how to process your emotions, how to communicate better, you feel more comfortable about communicating. You have start, there's bonding in the book. There's a whole page on bonding based behaviors. They include eye gazing, touching, kissing, you know, like just a whole list. Um, And you start using those. You the 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 first thing is to decide you know to decide that you're really a hundred percent in and it's not it does it wouldn't work if only one person is a hundred percent in on the other not because you will sabotage each other so it you know you have to wait or learn enough or get, go through your process until you're really ready both of the partners are really ready to say okay I'm gonna I'm gonna commit to just one month of having bonding-based lovemaking and seeing how I feel at the end of the month. And so when the couple is ready, then what's really important is to have a super clear schedule and to stick to the schedule. And the ideal schedule really looks like um, being together in the mornings, being together in the evenings for at least a half an hour. And that can be intercourse, but it's just way slower. Um, It doesn't have to be, but it usually feels good to have intercourse. And then to have like two or three longer stretches during the week, during the day where you're not tired, um, where you can really go into a deep relaxation, like two, three hours to start having the, the mushroom cloud feeling. The, the, the difference between normal or regular sex and bonding-based lovemaking is that the high comes from your ability to relax deeper and deeper together and start circulating energy. And so... It is a practice that that requires time and dedication. And so I ask couples to commit to doing that for a month um, and then to see how they feel and go back to the way that they're normally, they have normally have made love. And generally, you know, the, the more you, you go back and forth, the more you realize what feels good and what doesn't feel good. So they can make their own decision, you know. Before we continue on, we want to tell you about today's sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. In 2021, it's definitely okay to talk about our mental health and happiness. Chase and I do it regularly on this podcast, and it really helps us a lot to be able to discuss our issues and help find solutions with the therapist. Humans aren't meant to keep everything inside, and therapy definitely helps. But what is therapy exactly? Well, it's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're struggling in your relationship or you're super happy, but you want to be proactive in your relationship and learn some tools you might need in the future. Or maybe you just feel overwhelmed with life and need someone to talk to. Whatever you need, don't be ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better today because you deserve to be happy. 
And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what therapy is really about. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and I do podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash I do. That's betterhelp.com slash I do. A lot of the exercises that you're talking and the way that you're talking about lovemaking sounds very similar to we've heard on the show before, like a like tantric lovemaking, like with the eye gazing and like really connecting with mm-hmm. the partner and, and not necessarily even having intercourse or an orgasm, but like just that creating that inti- intimacy. So is it is it similar to that? Do you find similarities in, in what you're the love the bonding lovemaking in relation to like tantric lovemaking? So in its purest form, tantra really is about um, seeing or maybe worshiping is not the right word, but kind of like um, loving the divine and the other person, right? It's not really, it's not, it's a devotional practice. It's not about sex. And so what it, in in its purest forms, and then it's, it's been taken to all kinds of, you know, mm-hmm. things and yeah. ways where it's just about learning to be sexually free or whatever. And, you know, mm-hmm. having no inhibitions. And this is just my, my take on it. Mm-hmm. So in its purest forms, definitely the intention is similar in Tantra and in bonding based lovemaking or Karetsa, as it's also called. It's really about learning to um, take your intention or attention away from you and having your attention focused on loving the other person through your touch and through your energy. So it's really, um, it's in a sense also practice to learn to love unconditionally and to be aware of, you know, oftentimes when we make love, we touch the other person because we want them to get turned on so that we can have sex, right? And so that that kind of a touch does not work in bonding-based lovemaking, for example, right? Because the energy, the the... Energy starts flowing when you, when you're open and giving. Basically, that's one of the secrets to it. So it's it's more than just a sexual practice. It's really a practice of um, embodied loving, I would say. And that's you know, from my understanding, I've never studied tantra that much, but from what I've learned about tantra in its purest essence, that's what tantra is also about. You just said it, it's a practice to making love unconditionally. Whereas usually it's done conditionally, like you touch in order to turn them on. So how can we put into practice loving unconditionally, but still being physical? Yeah. So if when, you, when you're making love and your whole intention is on loving the other person and the other person is doing the same thing, <laughs> you're receiving a ton of, you know, you're receiving a ton too. Um, and so it's, it's to translate it into practicality. It's more about being tuned into the other person and what, what they like in terms of touch or kisses or, um, or another way of saying it is like just really being in sync with each other. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that would be in line with 
bonding, mm-hmm. uh, lovemaking. And it seems like also a, a theme is not being tied to orgasm as a goal here. How can someone frame that if they're going down this path? So anytime there is, um, our mammalian brain is what is basically the driver behind the bond, the procreation based program, the, the biology. Anytime that we start to have genital friction, which we think is like sexual energy or, you know, that's what we think means it means to be turned on. We engage that part of our brain. So when we don't have a lot of genital friction, like when we're not pounding or thrusting or, you know, doing it like um, doing anything crazy to, to manually or mechanically stimulate our sexual organs and instead learn to like be together and feel and relax. And it's, it's completely, it's just very different. I know this, you know, this might sound like, you know, and, and, and for the guys, the question is always like, well, how, how am I going to stay hard? You don't even have to stay hard for this to work. (laughs) So complete paradigm shift. Um, then something else starts happening and what we think, you know, sexual energy is, is actually just, um, genital stimulation. So we're moving away from that so that we don't engage that part of our brain. And so that something else in us can start circulating and happening. Um, and it's really hard to describe and I'm just, I'm hoping that people get intrigued enough to try it and see for themselves. That makes sense. I, I think starting to understand this more deeply. So with you saying it, it's not the genital friction. And so when you're talking to someone new, maybe you're dating or it's your partner and you become sexually aroused and mm-hmm. there's no, you're not talking about sex. You're not making sexual innuendos. You're not touching each other. You just hear that person and they're, they're talking about, you know, helping others. And you're like, wow, that's, that's great. And that turns you on because you're like, this is a really amazing person and you're connecting or it's like someone, you know, and you're connecting more deeply with the things that you love about them. Is that a little bit of what you're talking about? Um, it's more physical than that. You are physically turned on, but just not just because your genitals are stimulated. Right. Like your your skin and everything, like every touch, everything feels super exquisite and super delicious. It's just like, oh my God, I want more of this kind of a thing. You become much more sensitive to your, your senses become much more sensitive because, um, the the way you make love is way less mechanical and way less you know like literally like way less friction on your organs and so things become super delicious feeling on your skin and even in your on your sexual organs and everywhere on your bo- physical body very physical it's not about not being physical can you talk a little bit about how the difference when it comes to that between males and females, because we've had people on the show that they've talked about like with female sexuality, a lot of how we respond is more of a responsive guess. Just a quick example. 
and this may be very stereotypical, but you know, they say like men think about sex way more often than females. It's not necessarily always true, but sometimes a female doesn't necessarily want to have sex until they're turned on by their partner and then they want to have sex. So it's very, I'm explaining it horribly, but it's basically that women sometimes need to be turned on to feel sexual. And so how does that play into what you're talking about? And does that make sense at all? Well, you know, we all have, you know, not, not we all, but a lot of us have a lot of confusion around sexuality, men and women, um, women more so than men, just because when we grow up, you know, it's not cool, like to have lots of sexual experiences when you're a guy, it's cool to have lots of sexual experiences and you're more of a guy when as a woman, you're a slut if you do that, right? So, mm-hmm. and then also depending on what kind of trauma people have gone through, some people are just, might just be really scared and disconnected from their bodies and, and um, sex becomes more of a chore or they, you know, there's a lot of people that do where it's not pleasurable, you know, where it's some a, a cause of a lot of stress. And so what I've experienced is that when you transition into bonding-based lovemaking, it actually brings healing to both genders because it takes the stress out of it. And um, there, the, all the pressure for the guys in terms of performing and for the women in terms of like needing to be somebody or something, you know, needing to be sexy, like that's all taken out of the equation or, you know, like um, because the, the visual stimulation again, has to do with the procreation-based program. So in bonding-based lovemaking, we're not, not that you can't be sexy, but um, it's it's completely a different paradigm where it's not about me being sexy and turning the guy on or the, the guy turning me on so that I get wet. It's it's just a completely different um, practice. And, and, and it is a practice, right? So you don't rely on those external factors, it's almost like, you know, you meditate every day or you, you brush your teeth every day. This is what you do to, um, as the hygiene for your relationship, basically. And because it's, it feels amazing and it makes you feel really closely connected and bonded, um, over time, it doesn't feel like a chore or anything. It's actually something that most people really want to do every day. Is that, is that answering your question a mm-hmm. little better? Yeah, yeah. Or? Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and biologically, as you're saying, and we have to trust the science, which we do, is that, yeah, it's just more sustainable than these uh, dopamine spikes and up and down. And and that feels good. And it's would you say there's nothing wrong with that necessarily? But if you're just looking for a different approach that this uh, might be something better. But some people might like the dopamine spikes. Obviously, we like it biologically. But would you say that that's never uh, the right kind of framework to to look at sexuality in a relationship? It just depends on what you want. You know, so If you want to have a completely connected, harmonious union, I do believe this is the way to go. If you're somebody who that's not, you know, that's not necessarily what you want, um, then there's no necessity to do anything differently. If you're happy with the way your relationship is, you know, then don't change it. But this is something for people that really, really love each other. And for some reason, their relationships are on a roller coaster. 
they feel like for some reason, you know, they're like, we love each other. We don't understand this. Why are we having, you know, why are we having problems or for people that love each other? And, but they're just roommates and, and they don't end up being roommates for the rest of their lives. I believe that this is the solution. You know, if they truly want, if they truly do want to have an amazing um, relationship where you have honeymoon feelings every day, then that's the way to go, basically. And like I said, everybody should make their own experience. They should try it once and then go back and then be their own scientists, you know, and, and decide for themselves. That's the only way to do it, really. Absolutely. And yeah. we are excited to have this new perspective and, and new approach. Uh, I know it's, I'm sure it's nothing completely revolutionary in the sense that you came up with this and no one else is proposing it, but it, it does go contrary to our biology in the sense of like, we want more mm -hmm. dopamine. Let's keep doing that. Mm -hmm. And it kind of requires us to pull back and take a more conscious approach. And uh, we love that. And you've given us and our listeners a lot to, to consider and think about and to, to learn more about. So thank you for that. And before we wrap up, can you tell our listeners where they should go to, to learn more about this bonding approach to their sex lives? And if there's anything you want to emphasize or that we skipped over, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, they can check out my YouTube channel. It's just a YouTube and then Carolyn Hauser. Um, I do. I have a lot of um, videos that actually show practices and talk more about this and the science. And, and there's more and more people coming out with books. And um, I don't know if anybody else is really teaching it and taking people under their wings. But um, I just want to, you know, what I, what I tell my clients or what I live by is that we don't have power over other people or out of circumstances. The only thing that we have power over in this lifetime is our own energetic state. And when we can be in a high vibrational state of being, we express and our life becomes a paradise. And there's several components to being able to live in this state of bliss. And I believe that bonding-based lovemaking in terms of our love lives is one of the one of the things that in that area will contribute to us being stable and blissful individuals and having everything that we dream of. So my, th those are my parting words. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on the show. We'll have the links to your website uh, and those resources you mentioned in the show notes and the podcast description. And uh, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show, guys. As always, the links will be in the podcast description as well as on the show notes on our website at idopodcast.com. And while you're on our website, we hope you guys check out our free 14-day happy couple challenge. Uh, it's a challenge where we send you a daily email for 14 days with easy, doable challenges to help strengthen and improve your relationship. And it's honestly just a whole lot of fun to do with your partner. It's something new and we think you guys will really enjoy it. So check it out. And while you're on the website, there are tons of free resources as well as more information about our online course, Spark My Relationship, where our listeners can get $100 off. So check that out. You can go directly to the course website at sparkmyrelationship.com slash unlock. And that's where you can get the $100 off. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week.
are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our Sex Podcast Collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.